Welcome back to another episode. Today I'm joined by a beautiful friend that I made in Adelaide and she is an incredible business owner. We've actually done a little bit of work together and she calls herself the CEO wing woman, which she absolutely is. She's won so many awards for being such an amazing woman in business and I'll let her introduce herself and tell us a little bit about her business. But thank you so much for joining me, Olivia. Thank you. What a lovely intro. I'm very flattered. Um, obviously very grateful that we crossed paths in Adelaide all those years ago. It feels like it was yesterday, but it's probably close to three years now since we yeah. met, which yeah. is insane. Um, but yes, my name's Olivia. I'm a business and marketing consultant. I'm based in Adelaide in South Australia. So I work out of a beautiful spot in the Barossa Valley, if you know where that is. And my specialty is working with business owners predominantly in e-commerce, um, but particularly I have a strong interest in beauty, health and fashion brands. So um, that is the, the bulk of the clientele, so to speak. And yeah, I really work closely with clients to help grow their businesses. Yeah. I've, I saw that you had some incredible success stories uh, that you shared on your stories the other day, helping scale from six to seven figures. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes, definitely. So um, the, the work that I do is very whole of business coming from a general management back, background. Previously, I've worked across all areas of the business. I'm very focused on growth. I love growing businesses and really taking brands from where they're at now and, and helping them realize their full potential. I've always been very good at seeing where a brand is at the moment, but also where they could be and helping to put together the action plan to get them there. So I've been very fortunate to work with some amazing clients and I'm very grateful to uh, have their support. And I suppose um, that they trust me with their beautiful brands and helping make those goals a reality. Um, but yes, over the past few years, I've worked very closely with a number of long-term clients and we've really been able to have some amazing progress with not only sales, but also growth in customers as well. Um, their email list size, their social following, following and engagement as well has been a huge part of it. So I've been very blessed to have some amazing clients. I also implement the work and the advice that they're given as well, which makes my job a lot more rewarding and easy. Yeah, it's good when you have people that actually, one, trust you and two, do what you say. Yes, it is always nice when they implement the work. And I think out of the clients that have been particularly successful with the strategies that we've been able to create together, there's definitely a common denominator in the types of people that they are. So they're usually very coachable. They're very open to feedback. Um, they're able to implement things very quickly. And they sort of, they are the clients that are prepared to run and fall over at times and skin their knees, but they get back up again and they're moving quite quickly. They're the ones that tend to have the most success. Yeah, I think we do need those moments in business as well in order to grow and get better. If, it, if you don't make mistakes, then how are you going to learn? Yes, and I think sometimes there's probably that focus around perfection, which I also resonate with as a bit of a perfectionist, but there are times where you just need to get something done and it might be 80% there or 90% there, but it's better to be out there than be 100% perfect. And then, of course, there are other times where, you know, you need to make sure something's 110% before you take it to market. Or if, you know, if you're printing packaging or something, you clearly don't want mistakes. So yeah. you just have to pick and choose, you know, what you're going to be fussy about. Yeah. So what would a typical client do with you? What would you do for them if they're coming to you? 
It's very broad. Sometimes I feel consulting is one of those things where people are like, oh, okay, so you're a consultant. What does that mean? It's very hard to articulate at times because the type of work that I do is quite broad and it works across so many different areas of the business. Um, but given I've come from that general management background, I'm very focused around sales and marketing. So it's very much around, okay, do we have the right strategy? Is the brand positioning correct? You know, where are we at now? Where do we want to be? Does that match? You know, is the brand at a stage now that's going to be able to take us or carry us to where we need to be? So a lot of it is sort of that strategic branding, positioning, pricing even as well. I work with a lot of clients around getting the correct pricing strategy in their business because when they first started, they might've just sort of put their pricing together and not really known if that was correct, but just sort of went with it. Um, and then as the years have gone on and maybe they've gone into different markets or they've wanted to add in, you know, add B2B, um, they've realized that the pricing doesn't quite work. So a lot of pricing. Um, I also like to make sure that the foundation is set up correctly. I know when working with clients, the easiest way for me to explain it is sort of is similar to building a, a home. So if you were building a house, you would obviously pour the foundation, pour the slab and make sure that that was all level and the foundation was strong before you go and build the rest of the house. Building a business is, is no different. And I really work with clients to make sure that that foundation, that initial slab is actually laid out correctly and everything is balanced before we go to scale the business. Because if we do that before the foundation is correct, then it will open ourselves up to a lot more problems, you know, operationally or financially um, where we can have issues down the road. So it could be anything from pricing strategy, marketing, planning, promotional planning through to email marketing, Facebook advertising, Google advertising, influencer marketing. So focusing more on that lead generation side as well. Yeah. So there's so many different avenues that you cover. So many things. Yes. It is hard sometimes to articulate because there's so many different areas, but, and each client is different as well. As you know, working with clients, some are, you know, sole owner operators and it's just them working in the business or it could be a husband and wife team at the very early stages of their business. Whereas other clients might have a full team. So they have a full marketing team, a sales team, a customer service team, operational headsets and financial headsets. So it's really just working with the client one-on-one to work out what the resources are that they currently have in the business, where they're struggling the most, what the gaps are, and then being able to provide the support essentially in those areas. Yeah. Amazing. So that must keep Mm. you very, very busy. It does. Yes. It's been a busy, almost, or it has been three years now. Sorry. I launched a business on the 1st of July, 2019, which would have been maybe just before we met. Yeah. I feel like we might've met like three or four months in. It was quite, quite early in the piece. Yeah. I remember you launching and then I remember you being like fully booked straight away. (laughs) I honestly thought, I've talked about this a couple of times and I, I don't know if you can relate to this, but I remember making that transition from working as a general manager in the brand that I used to work um, with and launching into consulting. And I had that thought process in the back of my mind of what if I launch and nobody wants to work with me? What if I have no clients and there's just radio silence? Um, However, luckily I was very fortunate to book out that day, the amount of days that I had available. So yeah, it was, it was really awesome to have that support straight away. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, what would you say then for a startup, if they're listening, what kind of, mm-hmm. I guess, mistakes do you see when they are first or they probably don't have a strategy? So what kind of mistakes would you see 
before they even go into strategy development? Two main things. I think if they've launched, a lot of the time they might not have done enough checks around their IP, for example. So this is a very basic one, but I see quite often there's a lot of confusion around IP and trademarks and knowing what is and isn't the process. So I always encourage startup clients in particular to get in touch with a good trademark attorney and make sure that you have the right advice in regards to the name that you've chosen for your business and making sure that's actually available and you're not, you know, encroaching on somebody else's trademark. I have seen this happen with another startup client before um, that actually had advice, funnily enough, from a business coach who was a free business coach. And unfortunately, they were given really poor advice around their trademark. He had essentially told them that um, they didn't need to register a trademark. They could just register their business name and that would be good enough. And um, they did actually have to change all of their branding, their business name, the logos, website, everything that they'd invested in to be something else because they'd made that mistake and they thought they were getting good advice, but it obviously wasn't great advice. So that's a big one, making sure that you've crossed your T's and dotted your I's in terms of your legals. Um, The other thing as well, I think is, After launching, I know sometimes people may think that it's very easy. You know, you can buy some product, you can put your branding on it, you can start a website, away you go and sales are going to start rolling in. Mm. You know, it's just going to happen overnight. And as we know, that generally doesn't happen. And there is a process that every startup business goes through as chapter one, where they have to build a customer base. They have to get in front of, you know, new people that haven't heard of them before. They have to get their product out there. It's not for the faint hearted. That startup process is actually really grueling at times and it can be incredibly deflating. You know, there's those moments of, you know, you have a little bit of a win and you think things are fantastic and this is great. Business is going amazing. And then next minute you might get a big postage bill or something, or, you know, you have to pay for stock that you need to order in. And there's those feelings of deflation and, you know, I'm not good enough, or maybe I'm not cut out for this, or I'm going broke or whatever it might be. So there's this constant roller coaster of emotions where you feel like you're getting whiplash at times through high highs and low lows. So I think it's about the daily efforts that you're putting into the business and trying not to um, do all of your work, let's say on one day of the week and doing nothing on the other six, really being quite considered in the effort that you're putting in on a daily basis, because that, in my opinion, goes a lot further than having an intensive day where um, you're not in the discipline of working on your business on a daily basis. Yeah, definitely. I can really see how people don't do the research as well. Like when they are in that startup phase, like you said, if they just put purchase some products and slap on their logo, they Mm -hmm. don't actually see if that's a need in the market if people actually want to purchase. And I've even worked with clients before where um, I've said that I like I don't want to take them on because I don't know, like I feel like I couldn't market it. And yes. they've been quite persistent in saying, no, like let's do this. And then they don't get the results mm-hmm. because they have not done any of the market research to see if anyone will purchase it. So they think that yeah. slapping on an organic marketing strategy and just being consistent is all of a sudden going to turn on a tap for sales when it's yeah. not. Doesn't work like that at times. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's a big one. Product to market fit is actually huge as well. We're making sure that the type of product that you're launching or you're offering is actually a fit for the market. And that is something that is sought after. 
um, you know, there's a big trend at the moment around niching down and getting a niche correct, which I, I'm on board with. And I think there's definitely merit in doing that, but we just have to be careful that we don't over niche as well mm-hmm. and potentially create something where there's just not enough of an audience to be able to market that product. Yeah. I think a lot of people also, they niche, like some people don't actually need to. Some businesses don't require to be super, super niche. And I feel like Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. so many experts out there that are saying, if you want to be a successful business, you have to be niched. Whereas that does not apply to everyone. And everyone is yet taking that as gospel and trying to implement it. This is actually one of the big things that made me want to move into consulting was I felt there was a lot of that in the industry of the cookie cutter approach of like, Mm. this is the cookie cutter and we're just going to apply it to every single business and hope that that works. But the reality is, as you're saying, you know, not every business needs to niche down to that degree. And it's the same with strategy as well. There's not really that need to um, have one cookie cutter approach and hope that that works for everybody because every business is different. They have different resources, they have different pricing, different margins. So that's something that you really need to consider as well when working with somebody as an expert. Yeah, definitely. So what are a few ways someone can get started with their strategy? What, what should they look at first? The very first step when putting together a strategy is to create your vision, your mission, and select your core values for your business. So that's essentially coming up with your reason for being. It sounds very basic, but even at master's level in business, that is actually the main component of what you would learn about in strategic marketing when you're doing an MBA. So you look at the vision, the mission, and the values and your reason for being in business because that's essentially what's going to drive you in business as well when the going gets tough. So when you're having those days where you're feeling super deflated and like the world's against you, nothing's going your way, if you have a strong why and you have a strong vision, that is what's going to help to keep you going on those days that are really tough. The other component as well with the core values is that is essentially your moral compass for your business. So when you're making decisions, when you're working out what you would potentially prioritize over money in the business, you would look at your core values as a guiding compass to help you make decisions and to know how, what is the right thing to do. So to know how to handle a a different situation. So um, that's the very first place to start. And then obviously from there, you can take steps as well of putting together a business plan and really documenting the exact steps that you need to take in your business planning process. Yeah. I saw that you launched a business planning was it a template. I did. Yeah. Yes. So I launched that a few months ago and it was really off the back of the conversation that we're having now. So being able to provide um, clients or potential clients with a step-by-step process of exactly what they should be putting in a business plan document. And obviously OJC signature, it's also very aesthetic and big on making everything look beautiful. So um, we've put that together to help clients be able to have a structure or a template to follow when doing their business planning. Yeah. Amazing. And is that a freebie or is that something that they have to pay for? It is something that you need to pay for. So you can jump online to the website at oliviajenkins.co and download your copy. There is lifetime access though. So if there are any updates in the future, then you will get a free copy of any additional updates moving forward. Amazing. I definitely think that having a business plan is important and I feel like it gives you so much direction in the beginning as well, because otherwise you're like, oh, I'll do this and I'll do this. And it can all be so overwhelming because you have 
you don't mm-hmm. have a plan, you don't know what to do. And when I first started my first business, that was the, that was one of the first things that we did. We wrote out our mission, we wrote out all of that, and it was super helpful, especially in your say website copy or when you're writing your um, captions on Instagram or any sort of mm-hmm. marketing material because they'll be able to hear the values and it will translate into your brand voice. It dovetails into everything, Mm. what you're talking about with brand voice, also obviously the team that you might look to recruit in the future, Um, any stakeholders really that are working in or around your business all need to be across what your core values are. And it's even something as well that I encourage clients to put on their websites and be quite open and forward-facing with. I think the other thing with business planning, the other reason I really love having a business plan and encouraging clients or potential clients to do this is because when something goes wrong in your business, if you've already thought about what things could go wrong and in what capacities and what you're going to do to be able to manage that risk, when those things come up, you're a lot more cool, calm and collected because you've already thought about it. You've already thought about what you would do if that situation came up. And so you've sort of got that um, formula, if you like, to be able to apply in that situation. And it just takes a lot of the anxiety and stress out of those types of situations as, you know, as you know, as another business owner, when you have things come up that take you by surprise, sometimes it is quite easy to go into that fight or flight response. And then of course, we're not making the best decisions because we're stressed so having those things pre-documented about potential risks and how you would handle them is actually a really smart idea. Yeah. And I think even when they when they do happen, there's such good learning curves that you can document and create new processes, create new systems from it. And that's definitely something yes. that we have started to do over the years, like build up the build up our SOPs so that when we do onboard new staff members or new clients, it's so much easier to then train. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that's a huge one. And most businesses don't have standard operating procedures or clear systems and processes in place. So that is just one of the best things that you can do in terms of helping your business to run seamlessly. Of course, there are some things that always need to be manual for different reasons, but Mm. there are yeah, definitely lots of things that you can do to help things run more smoothly. Yeah. Amazing. Um, I know that you offer some strategy sessions. I do, yeah. What do they look like? One of my favorite things to do, I obviously predominantly work with consulting clients and that's the bulk of what I do. So I work with clients on an ongoing basis to deliver the services that we spoke about at the start of the session. I think I will always reserve a small part of my calendar for strategy sessions because I just adore strategy. It's one of my favorite things to do. And I'm also conscious that startups don't always have the budget to be able to afford you know, a white glove service such as consulting because they're at that earlier stage of their business, but they still need advice. And I've seen firsthand how many businesses have benefited from having the right advice at the right times, which has subsequently saved them thousands of dollars or, you know, lots of time instead of going around in circles. So the strategy sessions are something that I offer any client, but in particular startup clients that might not have the budget for consulting. And those sessions are really designed to be very bespoke and offer specific actionable advice for the business at the stage that they're at. So again, because everybody has different challenges, um, different resources in-house and different needs, um, those strategy sessions are designed to be completely bespoke for the client to meet them where they're at and essentially help them to be able to move forward based on the challenges that they're facing at that point in time. Yeah. Amazing. I'll make sure that I put the link 
so that if anybody wants to book in a strategy session, they can. I couldn't recommend you enough. So if you're listening and you feel like you might want to have a call, definitely book in a call with Olivia. She has honestly done some incredible work and she's helped me get some clients too. So I'm very grateful. Thank you. It's been amazing to have a friend. Um, I absolutely love supporting other women in business and it's been awesome to be able to build out the community that I know you're a part of as well. Ella, we've got lots of friends that are just amazing and incredible businesswomen. So it's really nice to have the support, especially in a small place like Australia, because it's not a big place, Mm. not when you compare us to the States or the UK. So yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Well, amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing some of your wisdom with us. I'll make sure that I link you in in the show notes below. Otherwise, I will talk to you in my next episode. Thank you. Amazing. Thanks for having me. 